0: song ever i am your illustrious host luke LeBen and alongside me as always is my dear friend kevin connor and kev we got to get right into it because did you hear the news
1: i did hear the news let's okay. go okay
0: you know what i'm talking about so the i know what you're talking about but why why yeah, don't you yeah, say yeah, it yeah. So let me break it knows. down for those who don't uh so the party has arrived and I'm referring to TikTok because everyone who signed up for TikTok uh, over the past few years, however long it's been around, thought they were at the party and they were wrong because the party just arrived because she did it. Miss Taylor Swift is on TikTok. Wow! It's it's all it's the breaking news. It's all the rage. Everybody's talking about it. She's got two ticks. What do you call them? <laughs> Just videos? I call them talks. You call them talks. Okay. Yeah. Like a tweet. Like I mean, TikTok's version of a tweet.
1: Yeah. Like, I'll ask Andy. I go, you got any Tox? Because she, uh, she's always got some good okay. ones stashed away.
0: So, yeah. So, the first one that on Taylor's feed is... Uh, I'm like, I got to watch all of them. Kyle's like, there's like three of them. There was only two. But, so the first one... You sat down. You, you were I'm ready like, to spend a few hours doing the I got my clipboard ready. I put my glasses on, and I was like, oh, these are like 30-second videos. (laughs) Um, The first one looked like a weird fan video at first, and then it's just like shots of her face, but it had the uh, lyric from Dave's song, uh, Scatter, (laughs) Screwface, I keep wanting to say Scatter, Screwface Capital by Dave, and he has a line that's, my outstanding payment swift like Taylor. So that's, like, she just, like, posted some shots of her to that song. And apparently people, like, thought what it was What a wild
1: fake. collab yeah, right? with Taylor Swift and Dave Matthews'
0: band. No, Kevin, see, this is confusing. Um,
1: so, See, Luke, I don't know if you know this, but real fans call him Dave. Yes,
0: they do. But there is an amazing British rapper named Dave as well. And when I search for him, I have to hit see all artists because it's, like, Dave Matthews, David Guetta, uh, David Byrne. It like shows me every Dave before it shows me the rapper Dave. Um, but
1: the rapper Dave really didn't think about his like SEO. Yes. You know?
0: Oh, by the way, I didn't mention the, this segment we're in is called Taylor talk talk. Uh, when we talk about Taylor's TikTok, it's Taylor talk talk. Um,
1: of course the triple T, although
0: talking about her second talk on there, uh, it was related to her cats, and uh, it it was like, you know that uh, thing. It's that song. Where it's like yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> and then it's like, tch, doo, tch, and then someone like dances in, and does some shit. Yes, yeah. I do. and um, whole. I can't believe I figured yeah, out that out. Yeah, because but yes, why, I do know by, the by my terrible impression of it, but uh, so she does. She plays some clip about her like talking about getting too many cats or something and being a crazy cat lady. And then she like comes through with her cats. And, um, it, it was interesting because I'm like, obviously I love the cats. I'm a big cat fan, but, uh, it's kind of weird because I was like, that trend is kind of old and it's kind of uncomfortable to see like a celebrity. Like, it feels like too personal, like to see her like attempt to, to do her version of this, trend that's been going on for a long time like it made me uncomfortable but
1: well luke i i guess i hate to bring this up mm-hmm. but tiktok is certainly for the youths uh is taylor swift too old <laughs> like like oh, is no. i i hate to like this is a shitty <laughs> thing to, to pose but like taylor swift is 31 years old like I don't feel comfortable on TikTok, and I'm a few years younger than her. Like, I definitely consume, but I do not produce.
0: Um, I think it's a place for all ages <laughs> um, at this point. Okay. Uh, hey, I was watching a video from, like, three years ago. Uh, it was the Kenny beats Zach Fox thing, and they were talking about how their song was blowing up on TikTok. And I was like, oh, so it's been around for a while now, and I don't, like, the time warp. It feels way newer than it actually is. It
1: used to be called something else. It Toctic. was called um, Music.ly.
0: Oh, like, really? Musically. Oh, yeah. I yeah,
1: remember Yeah, like that. the whole f- the whole feature of it was like the lip sync feature. Yeah. And now, like it's it's clearly blown yeah. up.
0: Um. But anyway, speaking of Taylor Swift's cats, because uh, I want to segue from. Taylor Talk Talk to the sub-segment, uh, Taylor Cat Chat, and uh, okay TCC, yeah, TCC um, and I just was curious what her cat's names are, and it's interesting because she gives them all first and last names, and names them after like fictional characters, so we have Meredith Grey after the character from Grey's Anatomy, uh, Olivia Benson, named after... The iconic uh, Law and Order SVU character, uh, played by Mariska Hargitay, and uh, Benjamin Button. I mean, no explanation needed there. That's that's Benji, baby. Uh,
1: we were we were two for three there on uh, Annie's TV consumption the last oh, month. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, she just she just wrapped up season seventeen of Grey's Anatomy, and then just rolled acrobatically right back into law and order svu so it's those uh those really hit hard
0: oh yeah that's uh that's uh some interesting viewing there i can't say i've ever really watched either i watched law and order okay properly. i'm gonna i'm gonna
1: law and order svu it, it's iced tea being great Chris oh Maloney you know i've seen kind of crazy eyes ice tea yeah john malaney's got a good right right that. Uh, Grey's Anatomy. Really starts off strong from what I've heard. There's an episode with Kyle Chandler where there's, like, a bomb in somebody, and they gotta take it out, and, like, that's a goat episode. Mm -hmm. It's very, very good. Oh, there's a goat in it, too? Uh, But the last... (laughs) Yeah, the goat has the bomb. Uh, But Annie said, through the last several seasons, uh, she's just like, this sucks, I hate it, but I want to get through it, because I want to watch the new season. Mm. Uh, And, I like, I pop in. I I, I sit down, I, I watch for five minutes, I see what's going on. And apparently the last season of Grey's Anatomy was about, like, COVID. Like, COVID was really? a thing.
0: I mean, makes sense. And that was
1: hellish to watch. Yeah, oh, it yeah. does. It was hellish to watch, though. It's like it's not like an It's escape. all these people just being yeah. like, no, not at all. <laughs> and, like, they're all, like, wearing masks and right. stuff. And, like, I'm sure that was kind of a way to do film production while this was happening. Because that really shut down for quite a while. But it's very strange. Because usually it's like, oh, they've got... Uh, some nonsense disease or something really rare. And then it was just like, we, uh, everyone is
0: COVID. (laughs) Yeah. So the writers uh, were like, our job is done for us. Every episode's a COVID episode.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Fun
0: stuff. Um, by the way, uh, Kyle wanted to watch Taylor Swift's, uh, folklore long pond sessions last night. Uh, the thing on Apple TV, which I highly recommend if you haven't seen it. And so, you know, Aaron Dessner, Produced that album and so we start Watching it yeah. and we've we watched the whole thing When it came out like last year And we start watching it and Kyle's like Freaking out she's like rewind it rewind it That was the national thing and I'm like well, what are you, That's the song that comes later On the and she's like no rewind it And I was like what are you talking about And then I rewind it and I'm like oh I see it And we both are like freaking out Because it's the cover Of the national album Sleep Well Beast is Aaron Dessner's Long Pond studio. It's this like old barn that he turned into a studio in upstate New York. And it's like, it's so awesome. And I, and I'm like the window is everything. It's the exact, that's where they are. And uh, yeah, so that's cool. It's like, and then I looked it up and it's like, yeah, that photo is of the Long Pond studio, but I highly recommend that thing. It's super cool.
1: I'll have to watch that. I consume my Apple TV programming uh in a rabid fashion where i subscribe to it for one month oh did i say apple tv watch all that i can oh no it's
0: disney plus i'm wrong
1: oh i'm I you know i keep that thing <laughs> you know on you got the Diz.
0: can't live without my Diz.
1: i uh i f- not even threatened but like told Annie, i was like maybe we can like get rid of disney plus because like the Mandalorian was over and like there wasn't like anything happening <laughs> and, and she's, she's like, like no I'll pay I'll pay for it. you you give me that login deets I'm it's on me now because she did not want to give right. it up and now there's like content every week so I would say yeah have, but
0: you you made the right move there gotta have the diz yeah nobody beats the diz <laughs> which uh that is a Seinfeld reference but I found out it is a real thing too oh the Wiz! nobody beats him
1: Sorry, that was that was a that's a deep cut Seinfeld reference. Also, but yes, you, yeah, you are correct. tangent,
0: but that was yeah. So nobody beats the Wiz on Seinfeld was a reference to an actual like business that had that advertising thing, and Marquis had either an album or a song called Nobody Beats the Biz, <laughs> and I was like, wait, did no? I was like, did the Wiz from Seinfeld rip off Marquis? But it was the other way around. He was referencing their thing, but yeah.
1: Uh Luke, you said that was a tangent, like we haven't been yeah, on a tangent I think this entire episode. We're,
0: uh we're like five tangents deep, so why don't we get into the the show? This is of course best song ever. We're gonna play some fantastic new music for you. And Kevin, you're gonna get us started today. What do you got for me?
1: Alright. Uh I'm sure you feel this way a lot of the time, but some tracks I, like, am in by beat two, Yeah. Right? Like, that, that first beat hits, you're like, alright, sold, let's see let's what they got. Um, and today, my first track is one of those. Like, I heard it, I was like, whoa. It comes from New York's Sarah Kinsley, who's taking the indie pop scene by storm. Imbuing all of her music with a sense of wonder, her music is layered with cinematic vibes and lush orchestral compositions. Mm paired excellently with her gentle vocals that often don't stay gentle. Wow! I was doing some research this week and discovered that not only does she self-produce all of her music, but that seems to be where her passions lie. And she had written that some stats suggest that only 2% of women in music are producers and even fewer have a chance to produce their own music. So Sarah bucked this trend and has released TikToks that like screamed deep, Quarantine in 2020, mm. uh, where we all were like making bread and watching Tiger King, <laughs> uh, where she sampled like percussive bangs on like her furniture, her counters, like anything she Love could, that. and then turned them into this really, really like lush track. And it was re- and it was, and it was like kind of, you know, in the face of like, oh, women don't produce. Like, well, if you think that, I'm here to prove you wrong. So. Her newest project, The King EP, which came out earlier this year, features five melody-rich and poetic tracks. And I'm going to be playing the lead track today. Uh, this was actually a really tough pick, though, because all the songs are really amazing. Uh, the last one, which is the the titular The King, uh, is really, really good. And I think it's gotten a little more traction than this one. Uh, but I had to stick with my initial one-second impression, right? Yeah. Uh, the one that I was in, bought in from from the start. So I'm going to play the lead track on Sarah Kinsey's The King EP, Karma.
2: Now come on and take a seat and let's get started.
0: gonna give that a lordy lordy berry gordy <laughs> love to see it. what a track
1: yeah it's a it's a really fun so one. good
0: so uh you know i have this weird like syllable word association thing in my brain it's like certain things just like the rhythm of it makes me think of something else and that one when she started it reminded me of just that like so here you go oh yeah 100 percent. that is say? that is exactly like just, what i thought <laughs> yeah like Right when those first couple syllables, whatever it is, it sounds a lot like that. And then it goes like, I feel like the chorus is like a total different, like sort of poppy uh, sound that I feel like is different from what uh, it was in the verse. And yeah. So, yeah, it was very no, interesting.
1: No, that first second, it gave me huge Fleetwood Mac vibes. And that's yeah. why I was like, what? sure. Yeah, and then for sure. It obviously it goes to very different places that I really like. Yeah. Uh, it's just a fun song. I really like the synths that come in. Like those are kind of unexpected, but they really feel nice. Yeah It's just a very good yeah. track That whole album I gave it a couple of listens yesterday Because it's not Or the EP uh, It's not too long And it's just really good
0: It starts like Stevie Nicks And turns into like Robin Or like Tegan and Sarah That kind of Kind of reminded me of that You, know,
1: you have course, a so. You have hit two of the four artists That the press release called out As fans of these groups Will appreciate True So, very, very well done. What was the fourth? It was Fleetwood Mac fans, Maggie Rogers fans, Robin fans, and Mm. Beba Doobie fans.
0: Yep, Maggie Rogers, I can hear you. And that's awesome, because I didn't know uh, that it's like that low, the percentage of uh, female musicians producing. So, it's cool that she's getting that message out there and sort of changing that perception. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Love to see it. Love to hear new voices and sounds and people in music production. Because there's so much untapped potential that we don't get. Because the music industry can be, uh, very, it can be very stagnant at times. Yes. So that was Sarah Kinsley with Karma off of the King EP, Out Now, courtesy of Everybody's Publishing.
0: All right. Well, my first song is a uh, great burst of glam rock fun. Uh, This comes from singer songwriter Daniel Romano. Uh, Played him on the podcast back uh, a few years ago with his album Modern Pressure, which is an amazing album. He started off doing like a folkier thing earlier in his career, and like if you look at the album covers, he's kind of got like a cowboy thing going on and then he sort of shifted with modern pressure into this like 70s rock sort of glam rock uh with some just like amazing guitar sounds and super catchy melodies and uh he actually uh, recently built a studio in his home in a small town in Ontario and recorded this new album Cobra Poems And we're going to listen to the single Nocturne Child. And like I said, this is just some good, just classic guitar rock, just great energy, a lot of fun. So let's take a listen to Daniel Romano with Nocturne Child.
1: That song like it 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 was we it, like it's good. I liked it. But like I felt like I was listening to a song like the O'Neaters from that thing you do where, like someone was okay. in charge of making an intentionally like catchy song for a band I mean. in a fictional movie and I don't know why I have that feeling, <laughs> but I c- I cannot shake it and like there's definitely a montage of them playing like across the country to it, and I it, it was great like I loved it, but I oh yeah I cannot shake that feeling. Although the sax solo, uh, surprising, awesome, and completely necessary like it it really uh, oh yeah elevated the song.
0: And you know what you know what that means, hot horned summer baby. Oh, it fits. We back we we got one, in. one more in there. <laughs> uh, that was really um, fun though. Yeah I. I wonder who uh, their, like, Tom Hanks is. They're like, I don't know who the band's manager is, but what? that does make me wonder. If they're the O'Neaters, who's their Tom Hanks? What
1: actor would be the 2021 equivalent of Tom Hanks?
0: Oh, um, like a good old
1: boy? Like a good old boy who's, like, into middle age, but, like, isn't isn't old, I would say. We Into
0: can, middle age, but not old. Hmm. Like I'm trying to
1: see. I'm trying to think here.
0: I was gonna say like Clive Owen, but I think he's the same age as Tom Hanks. Yeah, he's definitely in the same. Paul if part. not older, I'm. Thinking, uh, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I think he may be our far too young. The, maybe Gen Z's Tom Hanks. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm thinking like Elijah Wood. Beautiful, yeah.
0: Or Radcliffe,
1: or Radcliffe. Swap them in and out, right? Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> they're they're interchangeable to me for sure.
1: It's a um, brunette I've, actor who was in a very popular fantasy series from our childhood.
0: I've been watching uh, Miracle Workers on HBO Max with Daniel Radcliffe. Super oh, great yeah. show. Buscemi, Daniel Radcliffe, amazing. Um, but. I keep then I saw Elijah Wood and I was like, oh, I feel like I just saw him on something. I'm like, no, that was Radcliffe. (laughs) Really get them seriously mixed up.
1: This could be a game. Like we could we could have fun facts about one or the other, and you have to guess if it's Radcliffe or Wood.
0: Oh, that'd be fun. Radcliffe or Wood? Let's let's yeah. We can come up with a better title, but yeah, yeah, I Um, like it. Uh, But. But, yeah, I like the idea of that song being, like, a montage where it's, like, Montreal, New York! Like, yeah. almost famous or something where exactly. it's, like, you know, yeah. Cutting There's a map. In different cities. I like that. It's a map and it's got, like, a line yes.
1: crossing the country. We yeah. Oh, we got yeah, this. the red
0: line going. Yeah, I love it. I could totally see that. And you would uh, probably appreciate the video for this song uh, because it's just, like, Daniel and his band, or his outfit, as they call it. I saw that in the album cover. Um, Yeah, so they're like walking down the street. Um, I think Daniel has a leather jacket on. They one of them's got a baseball bat. They just look like some rad roustabouts, you know, (laughs) just walking down the street, and they just keep like messing with stuff and like getting other people to like join them. So there's like ten people just walking. Uh, in the end, but it's great because the whole song's like I'm a wild child, baby, you don't yeah. want <laughs> Deal I, I with would, Me. I don't know what this character is that I'm doing, but I like it.
1: I'd smash some shit to this song.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um it's that classic uh rock, you like you said, great sax solo. That touch just brings it back oh, yeah. um back into uh, this great level and just the guitar is so amazing and super catchy melody. Great song. So, that was Daniel Romano with Nocturne Child from Cobra Poems. That is out September 10th on You've Changed Records.
1: I have a song today from British singer-songwriter Alfie Templeman. He started music at a super young age. Born to a musical family, he started drum lessons at the age of seven. And I gotta say, would love to hear a seven-year-old play drums because I'm sure that isn't grating
3: whatsoever.
0: Hey, if you want to watch a 10-year-old play drums, go to the Best Song Ever Discord, watch that video of Oh yeah, Nandi uh, playing with, with the Dave Grohl.
1: Or with Dave yeah. Grohl. Was that a Foo Fighters thing or was it a Dave Grohl thing?
0: No, it was uh, Foo Fighters. Okay. She played Everlong, like closed their yeah. show at the LA Forum, Everlong. It was amazing.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Back, to, back So there's the... a
0: young drummer. This other young drummer.
1: This other young drummer. Uh, who is not seven anymore, Uh, was seven once upon a time, just like you or I. Uh, And after age seven, he shortly gravitated towards the guitar. Uh, With the continued support of this, you know, previously said musical family, he started singing lessons, finally unlocking his ability to write full compositions. And with the debut album out at age 15, and several projects since, Alfie Templeman seems to be poised to be a huge presence in the indie pop scene wow his newest project is really cool it pulls from all corners of music citing inspirations from jazz greats john mclaughlin and miles davis as well as the weekend and harry styles so it's really all over the mm. place uh this came out in really? may but i was shocked it took me this long to actually get to it like it's it's great jangly funky project that covers a lot of ground in just eight tracks and i really do love mm. a short concise like just top-to-bottom great album. You sure do. So, Luke, the song I'm playing today is just an absolute pop nug. Ooh, we got a poppy nug on right. We hands. got a poppy nug. It has a melodic bass line and some cool textured percussion. And I think this is a great example of pop music having a lot of depth in the production. Uh, it's really cool. It's got these really big crescendoing synths. But it isn't afraid to drop everything out and just let the vocals like exist on their own. Whoa. So why don't we give a listen to Alfie Templeman with Wait, I Lied.
3: Yeah. I kept just moving out of the beat of my heart. Your voice was so good. How did I... What the hell am I do? What the hell am I to do? You kept on trying to justify the wrong.
0: boy you bring in the bangers today gotta give that a lordy lordy Barry gordy
1: yeah, love to that see f- it
0: so funky so fun i loved it just yeah. great production great vocals loved it luke i'm gonna
1: i'm gonna have an honest admission here uh what deep and personal i'm a sucker for a good pre-chorus
0: oh if you're a sucker as uh daniel romano said in the song we just listened to give me a sucker and i'll make him cry So I I think it's time that I make you cry. The tears are welling. Um,
1: I just, a a good pre-chorus that like sets up like the, you know, what's to come. I Like it just, I buy in every time. I'm like, oh, tantalizing. What's next?
0: I'm ready. I love it. And this song I
1: think features a really, really good pre-chorus.
0: Yeah. A nice little tease to get you ready. And then Mm -hmm. you're like, whoa. Great chorus there too. Yeah, going to be stuck in my head for sure.
1: Yeah, the whole project's really good, and there's a bunch of new song or a bunch of songs on there that are really, uh, really interesting. It's a good album. It dare I say it might enter the end of the year conversation. I uh... ooh. I need to spend some time with it, but I think it's, I think it's it's moved up on my uh, on my list.
0: Did that song have hand claps in it? I think I heard some in there.
1: I'd assume so. There's a lot. There's a lot of percussive instrument or okay. percussive elements going on in there. So
0: um because the Daniel Romano song had hand claps too so it's like i know we had hot horn summer could be hot hand clap summer too oh what I if we love a good what if clap.
1: we're entering hand clap fall
0: oh that's not as good as hot hand clap summer but fan flap we can... fall <laughs> there you go that could be it
1: it should be uh, I, I regret saying it
0: <laughs> yes you should but no, great track. Well done.
1: Yeah, that was Alfie Templeman with Wait, I Lied off of Forever Isn't Long Enough. Out now, courtesy of Chess Club.
0: All right. Well, my next song, I'm very excited about this album. This is an awesome producer and songwriter, and uh, he's worked with the likes of The Mountain Goats for oxygen he did arrangements for them he's produced records for natalie press bedouin mckinley dixon and recently worked with the legendary lonnie holly whoa Uh, yeah this guy is great uh this is matthew e white and have you heard of space bomb records before
1: uh yeah that seems pretty familiar
0: they've certainly come up he's the founder of that uh oh and uh, really, uh, is credited with uh, sort of putting Richmond, Virginia's musical scene on the map. Uh, and like I said, Natalie Prass, like her last couple records have been amazing, mm-hmm. and he was a big part of that, which is awesome. And uh, just like he, I first heard his album Fresh Blood in 2015. And was just like, oh, it's like such an interesting sort of rock sound. um, But he's trying a bunch of different new sounds uh, on this new album, which is called K-Bay, which is the name of his home studio. And uh, the influences range from ESG, Sly and the Family Stone, Velvet Underground's White Light, White Heat... The Flamingo's I Only Have Eyes For You, and Iggy Pop's Nightclubbing. And uh, Mojo did a feature on him where they classified him as Cosmic Southern Soul, which I think is a good description of his interesting blend of sounds because he listed some of his uh, biggest influences as Marvin Gaye, Mad Lib, Pearl Jam, Stevie Wonder, and George Ben, which is like... That just shows you the wide range yeah, of Mad star. Lib. <laughs> you got Pearl Jam, Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye. So, yeah, this is uh, really interesting sounds that he's got going on here. This song has a great, like, fuzzed out bass. The catchiest part that gets stuck in my head is this little sample of, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You'll hear it in there. It's so great. And uh, so, I've always just loved his production. He's always doing something really cool, and it just sounds awesome. And uh, that's exactly what he's doing here. He's just taking it to the next level. So let's take a listen to Matthew E. White with Nested.
1: You know, I got to give that a hot diggity yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Wait, what? (laughs) Oh, because of the sample. Yeah. It's like chomping on a hot dog because usually it's hot diggity Oh,
1: I I riffed it up on you.
0: I shouldn't do that. I'm sorry. Standard operating procedure. It's okay. I'll just chomp on that yeah, yeah, yeah sample instead.
1: What an awesomely produced song. Right? I mean, I like the vocal performance at the beginning i was like oh, i'm not sure about this but like there's so much happening in that that i just like yeah i i couldn't not just like just be jamming with it
0: yeah it's that great just like chugging along the bass and guitar sort of like muted that like sound going mm-hmm. on um and then i like how it's just like gradually like slightly heightening and heightening that same sort of like chugging sound uh, then you get some Motown-esque like, harmonies later in the song. Shows his soul influence, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I love his just, like, low voice, where he's just, like, kind of talking.
1: Yeah. But, what, what did you call the genre that they classified him under?
0: Uh, Southern Cosmic Soul. 100%. That is, yeah, that is, for sure.
1: Put that in the dictionary. Like, Southern Cosmic Soul, Matthew B. White.
0: SCS, baby. Uh, I love the lyric, surely I'm a soft man, smooth, but I'm easy as cake to crush, because I feel like he's being like, I know I'm a cool guy, but I'm also very <laughs> sensitive and emotionally vulnerable, so hey, who be careful.
1: Hey, doesn't feel like they're a cool guy who's vulnerable
0: sometimes? Yep. I know I've felt that for sure all the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Vulnerable cool guy. That's what uh, everybody called me in high school. Well,
1: that even proceeded into college. I remember it's called me that many a yeah. time.
0: I mean, the doctor when I was born said this kid's going to be a vulnerable, cool guy. I mm-hmm. think.
1: Diagnosed you with a uh, VCG.
0: VCG, exactly. Um, so if someone you know is suffering from VCG, uh, just, you know, be gentle with their emotions. Just ask, please. you all right, dude? Yeah um yeah so i'm super excited for matthew e white's new album uh everything he's put out in the past has been amazing and so i'm super excited for his new sounds and the three sim uh the three singles out now are all very different and very cool you got electric uh genuine hesitation which he talks about hesitation on this song that's like a theme on the albums these hesitations which is interesting A hesitant Um,
1: vulnerable cool guy that's a
0: (laughs) he's got got hvcg that's that can be deadly um so that was matthew e white with nested from k-bay and that is out september 10th on domino
1: so luke last week we talked about what makes a good cover song Right, it can't be mm-hmm. so close to the original that you think, "Why am I not listening to the original?" Exactly. But it also can't take no one st- be
0: too different to where it gets rid of the thing that you liked about the original too. And
1: and I I think you have to also just like not make a worse version. Like it, different isn't always better. Like there are covers that just like yeah. aren't as good. Like it's just I like I I you wouldn't try and to this.
0: elevate it in some way. And I think I got one.
1: Do ya? So I'm featuring a song today that's a cover off of Billie Eilish's debut EP, Don't Smile at oh. Me. Okay. So whereas Billie's version is a very dramatic, kind of Lana Del Rey-esque ballad, I'm hmm. gonna bring you a version by Shamir. So Oh,
0: like the stuff I put on my bagel? <laughs> Shamir? Sh- Shamir. Oh, Shamir, the Shamir. musician. Yes, yes, I love Shamir. Yes.
2: Uh,
1: so he's bringing a more cinematic and textured version of this, uh, where the, the somber nature of the lyrics are accompanied by kind of a more deliberate darkness. So Shamir exists in several genres, not limited to, but including, lo-fi indie rock, country, and witty electro-pop. Like, we are just...
0: In all over the place adjective
1: city <laughs> he cites and influences including billy holiday outcast and janice joplin as well as his aunt who's actually a working musician uh, who he worked with a lot when he was a kid uh vocals tend to be kind of androgynous in nature and that lends mm-hmm. himself really to like a unique and nebulous sound which i think really uh works well on this song and i just really like really dove into this and was like man this is it this is great and uh i think is superior to its you know billie eilish counterpart
0: superior so, to the ridge
1: yeah so let's give a listen to shamir with ocean eyes <laughs>
3: I've been watching you for
2: some time, can't stop staring at those ocean
0: was super cool i uh i enjoyed that ep from billy eilish uh and i had to refresh myself on how ocean eyes went but yeah definitely a very different sound that shamir has going on here
1: yeah it's it is i think the perfect example of a good cover it is a yeah different song and like you even had to go like refresh yourself right like because it's not yeah. just like oh yeah this song it is it's is its own thing and... Because
0: I feel like Shamir made it more like haunting and uh, like dark sounding, mm-hmm. uh, which was really cool. And listening to like the height of Billie Eilish's version, because she's doing it as a kind of ballad, it's definitely held back a little more where I just feel like Shamir's going all out yeah it goes nuts there at the end, and of it, it's
1: just a a totally different sound where it's a really stripped back ballad on Billy's side, and then it's this yeah. like big produced like right thing, so I just a really good cover. I was excited when I found it,
0: yeah, it almost is like industrial at the end. It yeah. was like like kind of like alt rocky, which I just talking about Shamir super cool because you never know where an artist is gonna go. And, like, I heard Shamir's first album, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was, like, I forget the name of the song, but it was that, like, super catchy, uh, like, poppy rap song on Shamir's first album. And then, like, thinking, oh, that's pretty much going to be the same style. And then just, like, to see the wildly different places, it's like, oh, Shamir's doing, like, an alt-rock thing now. Oh, okay. Now it's, like, country, like you said. Like... Yeah. Just super cool to be like, oh, okay, I got an idea of what this artist is going to do, and then they just go in a whole different direction every Yeah, time.
1: not restricted at all by any one genre. Nope. So that was Shamir with Ocean Eyes, courtesy of We Are The Guard.
0: All right, well, my last song, I'm excited because this is a new band I had not heard of. This is a trio from Brooklyn that goes by the name Alma. And I don't know if that's a reference to the Handmaid's Tale character, Alma, but she's one of the best characters on that show. Don't know if you watch, but... um,
1: It's a reference to the... Not titular, but the main character of the like 2005 game Fear.
0: Sure. (laughs) The titular (laughs) character, Fear. No, no,
1: no. no. There was a, it's a spooky game. There's a creepy girl. Her name is Alma. Listen, there's like, there's two Fearheads out there just like, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was, they were just wanted to name their band after their favorite candy bar, but they wanted to do it cryptically. So they're like, we can't name it Almond Joy. Let's just call it Alma. People think it's named after the handmaid's tale character or the fear character. But really we know we know what you're doing, okay? We know you're telling us you love Almond Joys. That's fine. Which you
1: know? uh it's like I I don't respect as a opinion. But you know what? Um you do you, Alma.
0: Yeah. So um anyway This is a uh, new trio out of New York, and uh, they are an indie pop, indie dream pop trio, and I heard this new song, uh, Sips of Oxygen, and it was a really striking, like, kind of like we were talking about with the Billie Eilish song, more of a stripped-down ballad, but just this interesting soundscape with, like, audio clips plus this sort of, like, synth pad going on, and just incredible... Uh, harmonies happening and the lyrics and the music are so beautiful and haunting and the song is called Sips of Oxygen and it's supposed to I think be about like someone's life ending and like the last breaths you take you know Um, but it made me of course think of COVID too because and I'm not sure if they intended that or not because it's like the cover is lungs. So obviously it's like, that is sort of a related yeah, thing, hard but it to, Hard to think... not think about it. Right. And like saying, how the hell did it come down to sips of oxygen? Um, which again, like could just be like someone who's like suddenly passing or something You're like how the hell, did like we get here, you know, but then also like thinking of it with the COVID crisis, like thinking like, how the hell did we get here? You know, how did it come down to sips of oxygen? Um, and so it's really powerful, beautiful song, um, and I'm excited to share it. So why don't we take a listen to Alma with Sips of Oxygen.
2: So how in the hell did it come down to sips of oxygen, to sips of oxygen, to sips of oxygen?
1: was just so quiet yes. that i feel like we should continue the mood
0: yeah it's a lesson in restraint shows you that you don't need too much a few simple elements can be very powerful
1: yes i uh i i want to hear more from them like i want to hear what the project that this is part of because it it has like a long kind of ambient uh moment in the beginning and the end and i want to hear that in the context of like a larger piece of music and i think it i think it would fit in very well there
0: oh buddy you're in luck because this is but one tile in the mosaic that makes up their album mosaic which is about a range of experiences in new york city um and i feel like you hear that in this song feels very cinematic. They really create a scene, a soundscape there with all those like sound effects before and after. Uh, what, what else is interesting about this band is I first hear this song and then I'm reading that they garnered comparisons to like Sylvanesso, with the staves, tune yards and dirty projectors. And I'm like, I totally hear like dirty projectors staves with the harmonies Hear some Sylvanesso and but I'm like, tune yards. I really don't hear that. And then the thing about this band is every song I've heard from them is completely different and does That's something exciting. totally new. Yeah. So like this one is like this really stripped back, just like beautiful harmonies, very minimal like strings and not too much instrumentation. But then I listened to some of their other songs and there's like horns, hot horn summer, uh There's some funkiness going on. There's just like all different styles that they explore. And it's super cool. Super excited to hear Mosaic and hear all these different sounds combined. It will be a very eclectic and interesting album. And luckily it is out soon. It's not even out on a Friday. It's actually out on on a Tuesday on September 7th. So yeah, that was Alma with Sips of Oxygen from Mosaic. And that is out. September seventh, debut album, baby. Love to
1: see it. Excited to hear that. Whoa! Wait a second, Luke. Okay, I got, I got, I got something to to hype up about this. So, oh I, shit, I went to their Spotify page, as mm-hmm. we often do to listen to our songs,
0: as one does.
1: And they don't have any albums. Obviously, they have a debut project, but they have put out a lot of singles. Yep. This is, yes. in fact, their ninth single hmm And all of the single artworks have the same kind of like artwork esque theme. Like Ooh, it's, it's very yeah. similar. And then look, see, look at the top they all, of them. They they've all got a Roman numerals. Have a Roman numerals and have been released in order. Wow. I I love that shit. That is that is Damn. good shit, Alma. That's
0: really cool. So this is probably the ninth song on the album then. Which yeah. makes sense.
3: Yeah. So I've
0: heard um, the songs More Night and I believe Water Rises um, were the ones that I was listening to. And there was like significantly different style and sound going on. So, yeah, I want to listen to every single now and then maybe hear the whole album in order in single version. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Love
0: that. All right, well, we got one thing left to do and talk about the music we're excited for coming out this week in Shouts. I'll start us off. A uh, great album that came out earlier in the year was Julian Baker's Little Oblivions. It's definitely been on my uh, favorite albums list for the year. And uh, she's releasing the remixes. And I don't know who is remixing it, but you know, you know, Phoebes is going to get involved. You know, Phoebes is gonna get her greedy little paws all over this remix album. Lucy's probably gonna get up in there, so don't you worry. There'll be some good remixes.
1: I'm excited for this. I thought this album uh, was was good, but I wanted a little more, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna get that like yeah, this week.
0: It'll be cool. Um then we got little sims which that one may be fucking up my whole list very sometimes exciting. i might be introvert it is called yeah it's uh little sims is one of the greatest rappers making music today one of the just greatest artists making music today i think um but i have been very excited all the singles from that have been really good too um then dj seinfeld with mirrors actually the artwork on DJ Seinfeld's album which caught my eye kind of reminds me of some of the artwork uh on Alma's album covers or single art. Ooh. Um just similar style which I like. So what's the deal
1: um, with uh DJ Seinfeld?
0: Uh n- don't what, really what? know much about. What's
1: what's the deal?
0: What's the deal? Oh, wait a second. I
1: got Jerryed.
0: I got Jerryed and with my Seinfeld deep cut earlier didn't even I didn't even get the reference. I'll tell you what, that's embarrassing. I feel like a regular Costanza right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um but yeah, so he's uh pretty cool. Check that out, DJ Seinfeld. Uh are we forgetting anything? My Uh, singular
2: focus. Your
1: singular focus. The only thing I can talk about anymore.
0: Oh, yeah. By the way, Kevin, I meant to congratulate you because Kanye West did not make a fool of you because he did not release Donda I was week. I was a little so worried congratulations uh,
1: for no reason because, of course, he didn't put it out. But yes. out this week, Kanye West, Donda. <laughs> uh, funny story. Donda did, in fact, come out this week. It came out Sunday morning. We had recorded this episode ahead of time trying to, trying to beat the rush and uh, bit us in the ass. We will have all of our Donda thoughts and impressions on next week's episode. That'll be our Donda mini-sode. So keep an eye out for that.
0: We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Go to planetant.com slash best song ever. Join our discord. Got great music recommendations going on there every week. And as always, Head to offshelf.net, our third daddy. My Me Rex interview is up. I love it. My favorite album of the year. This band is incredible and funny and awesome. And they did a great interview uh, for me. And so you can go check that out. It's a groundbreaking album. And you can hear all about the process behind making it.
1: A fantastic uh, interview, Luke. Very good. Y'all should go read that.
0: Thank you, sir. So that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBenz saying, you better check your perspective.
1: And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls.
0: Mm, this is the best song ever.
1: This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.